Welcome to the Reverse Selling Podcast, where real estate agents, salespeople, and entrepreneurs come to learn the best tactics and strategies to grow their business. Hosted by the creator of the Reverse Selling Methodology, Brandon Morinan. So welcome to our first ever Saturday morning mastermind. Uh, I'm excited to bring to you guys uh, this content moving forward because I'll be able to kind of go deeper on certain topics that I get questions from all of you guys here on YouTube or, or on my Instagram about. And it'll also give you the opportunity to engage with me more because I'm 100% focused on uh, you and your questions. So here's how these are going to work. Every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, I'm going to bring to you a new topic. And most of the time, I'm going to have a co-host. I'm going to bring on somebody who specializes in the topic that we're going to be talking about. Um, and we're going to go for probably, I would say, 45 minutes or so, uh, between 45 minutes and an hour. Obviously, all these replays will be uh, on YouTube. So if you can't stay for the whole thing, I get it. Watch the replay. It'll live on YouTube. If you have suggestions for future episodes or future mastermind topics, just uh, put them in the comments section or go find me on Instagram and send me a DM on Instagram and we will make sure that we, uh, we knock down your topic. So this show is designed for, I should say this mastermind is designed for real estate agents. However, uh, that doesn't mean that business owners, entrepreneurs, people thinking about starting a business, people that are in sales that sell uh, business to consumer can't benefit from this mastermind because everything we're going to talk about is going to 100% uh, help all of you that are, are not necessarily real estate agents, but are in a different business as well. So today we're talking about how to build a listing-based business. In real estate, it's no secret that you want to be on the listing side of the business. The challenge, especially in a market like we have right now, is that inventory levels have never, ever been this low in the history of, of real estate. And you know, if, I'm, if, if we're being honest, it's a lot easier. The path of least resistance, if we're being honest, is working with buyers. And don't get mad at me, but you know, when we look at, uh, is it harder to work with a buyer or a seller? It's a lot more difficult listing and selling homes than it is working with a buyer because, I mean, let's face it, the buyer says, hey, I found this house. Can we go look at this house? You go and open the, the, the door. They walk in the property. If they like the house, they're going to write an offer. Now, I'm not taking anything away from, from buyer's agents and working with buyers. Certainly, the skill comes in with negotiating and making your offer stand out. My point is, everybody wants listings, but the challenge is they're very, very difficult to get, especially uh, right now in 2021. So today's mastermind session is all about how to get listings, how to build a listing-based business in 2021 and beyond. So if you have questions as I go through the training today, I want this to be interactive. I want you guys, if you have questions, use the chat box. I'm going to be monitoring that thing the entire time. So if you have questions, 
Let me know. Let's talk about the questions. I want this to be super engaging and I want you to get tons of value. So, so you will control how much value you get from these masterminds based on your, your participation. And if you have some value to add, also use the chat so other people can benefit from, from your positive comments. Let's go. Our first Saturday mastermind. I'm excited. Let's jump right into it. So let's talk about why you would want to build a listing-based business, why you want to spend your time, energy, and effort going after listings. And really, it's for two reasons. One is control over your time. Two is to control over your income. You see, if you're in real estate, you know if you're working with buyers, it's very, very, very difficult to control your time. When do people want to go shop for houses? Oh, yeah, that's right. Nights and weekends. And because they're working typically nine to five, which means you may miss out on different family activities that happen in the evenings and on weekends. You will have to make absolute sacrifices. So if you want to control your time, you want to control the inventory. You, your goal as a listing agent is to have all the other agents out in the marketplace work for you. You can be a top listing agent working Monday through Friday and no nights and no weekends. I did it. And now I'm teaching all of my students in my coaching program how to do the exact same thing. So when you learn the skills that we're going to talk about today, you can control your time. The other thing is, let's talk about uh, the income opportunity. So if you're working with buyers, it's very difficult to scale a buyer uh, agent business unless you've got tons of showing agents, tons of assistants. Uh, but if you're just working as a solo agent, it's very difficult to scale your business working with buyers because if you're going to work with buyers effectively, you probably can't work with more than maybe you know six, seven, eight, ten. I'm curious how, how many of you guys watching this right now? How many buyers can you effectively work with uh, in at one time? Use the chat. Let me know or, or put it in the um, uh, in the comment section. How many buyers can you actively work with at one time? For most of us, it's not that many. However, if you're going to be a listing agent, it's certainly reasonable for you to hold 10, 15, 20, 80, 100. Believe me when I tell you, there are agents that I work with that, that hold right now over 100 active listings working Monday through Friday with nights off and not working weekends, uh, allowing them to scale their income without having to be a slave to the real estate business. Because if you're new to the business or you've been in this business for a long time, you would agree that if you're not careful, this business can take over your life. And I don't think anybody wants that. I think you know everybody wants to have a nice living and be able to have you know some type of work-life balance. So that's why you would want to build a listing agent uh, business. Now, in this market, if you get a listing as a real estate agent, it is almost, it's the closest thing you can get to a guaranteed paycheck. Why do I say that? Well, look at the, the inventory. I don't care if you're, you're uh, what market you're in, it's likely that you are in an absolute, uh, very dominant seller's market, meaning there's probably 8, 10, 12, 15 buyers for every one house on the market. So that means 
that if you put a house on the market and it's in decent condition and you priced it right, that thing is going to get gobbled up. It's going to sell and it's probably going to sell quickly. So, you know, whereas buyers right now, I mean, they're a diamond dozen. Everybody's looking to buy a house right now because interest rates are so low. Uh, it's just that, you know, you can't find any listings. There's nothing to search out there for. So if you are going to be a listing agent moving forward in 2021, here's what is required if you are going to become a listing agent and build a listing-based business. You're going to have to have a schedule. We're going to talk all about the schedule in just a second. All right, there we go. Now I see everyone coming in. All right, cool. Very, very, very cool. Thank you, guys. You're going to have to have a schedule. You're going to have to have discipline and focus like you've never had before. You're going to have to operate. The fourth thing is you're going to have to operate from a business plan. And I'm going to give you guys the listing agent business plan here in just a second. And then number five, you're going to have to say no to a lot of things that you're saying yes to right now. And it is going to be difficult. It's going to be difficult because if you are not a dedicated, focused, committed listing agent and you are a real estate agent, uh, you know, I, I think that it's our schedule, your schedule is probably all over the place. You probably have friends and family members. Um, they're, you're probably always the one they call when there's an errand that needs to be ran. Hey, can you go to the grocery store and grab this? Hey, can you go and do this with the kids and do all of these different things? Because you have no schedule. Your clients, you probably are very reactive. You probably act like this guy. I talk about this guy uh, a lot in my training because this is, if you don't know, this is Captain America. He runs away or he runs around putting fires out. Like he's running all over the place. Well, well people that are not, they don't have a disciplined uh, schedule. They're not focused. They run around like crazy people. Every time this phone rings, bings, dings, dangs, they are addicted to it, number one, and they find themselves responding to anything. Anytime somebody says, hey, can you meet me here? Can you show me this house? Can we meet for a cup of coffee? Can we run to Starbucks? It's yes, 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 yes. Because most of us that are not listing agents operate from a place of scarcity, so we don't want to lose out. So therefore, we have a very tough time saying no. And so uh, if you're going to be a listing agent, you are going to have to build the courage. You're going to have to build um, some newfound confidence to start saying no to a lot of the different things that you're saying yes to right now. So let's jump into the schedule. All right, cool. So good to see all you guys here. Uh, Wickland, good to see you, buddy. Ben, Rochelle, Living Metro Detroit. Good to see you. I think that's Tom Tillier. Good to see you, buddy. I'm going to go through all of your questions. I promise I'll knock them all out. So I just want to make sure we're all good. All right, cool. So as I move from section to section through the training today to the mastermind, I want you guys, if you have comments on it or questions, put them in here and then we'll talk through it. So, so living in Metro Detroit, which I think is my good friend, Tom Tillier, he says, how do we build confidence with a potential seller when there is nothing on the market for them to buy? It's probably, that's a great question, by the way, Tom. Um, I don't know how to like the, the comment in, uh, in the chat. It's probably one of the, the most common questions I get right now 
What, what he's talking about, folks, is so, so you identify a potential seller and they say, you, you know, Brandon, I'd love to sell the house right now, but where do I go? To your point, Brandon, you keep saying there's no houses on the market. So what in the world can I do? What should I do? What I'm recommending that all our agents do uh, at our company and, and in our coaching program is to get comfortable listing property um, with a reverse contingency. So if you've never done that before, you're probably very comfortable writing an offer for a buyer contingent on them selling the property. Well, this is the exact opposite of that. So what you're going to do in this market to protect your seller from becoming homeless is you're going to put their house on the market first. You're going to list the property with remarks in the agent remarks as part of the agreement that it's contingent on the seller finding a new home. And here's why. I think everyone would agree that writing a contingent offer right now is next to impossible to get accepted. So imagine a world you're working with the seller. You have the house on the market. You have it under contract. Maybe you're even past inspection. Maybe you're even past appraisal. You've bought your seller time through the reverse contingency to go out there and shop for a new home. Now that seller is out there shopping for a new property. They go and find the house. Now when they go put an offer on the home, yes, it's still contingent, but it's not contingent on the sale. It's contingent on the closing of the property. They're already past inspection potentially. This puts your seller in a much better position from a buyer power position to get that offer accepted. So Tom, if that makes sense, let me know. If you guys need any more clarification, I can kind of walk you guys through that a little bit more. All right, Carl says, uh, what is the most accurate source provider of numbers for building a database of circle prospecting? Great question. So I have tried them all, okay? And so I've tried Red X, Landvoice, uh, um, uh, My Leads Plus. I've tried a bunch of them and I flipped over to Vulcan 7 in 2020. Yes, it is the most expensive data out there. However, by far, it is the best, the best data out there. I like their dialer the best, and their prospecting database is also, for me, from a technology standpoint, the easiest to use. So everything we talk about in these masterminds, after I'm done recording, I'll go back and I'll put links to different things that we talk about. You can get my script book, my business plan, all these different things that we talk about in these sessions. You'll be able to download them in the description later today. So Vulcan 7, uh, Carl, is what I recommend um, with absolute certainty. Absolute certainty. All right, so it seems, all right, so I think we're good. Um, ben says, I have trouble fighting the battle of lowering commission and almost every seller I've listed so far, two listings on the market. All right, so let me, I'm gonna, let me, I'm gonna answer that question, Ben, and then I'm gonna move on to the next topic. I want to give you guys the uh, the commission objection handler, okay? So if you guys have not done so already, I will encourage you to download my 2021 uh, script playbook. Again, I can't do it this second, but I'm going to put it in the description after I'm done with today's live stream. 
and you can download this so you have all my scripts, all my objections. So if you guys are watching this, Ben, if you have, here's my 2021 playbook. And I'm going to go right to the commission objection handler and I'll role play it for you guys so you can kind of see what it sounds like. So let me go down to it. Let's see. So at the top of the page, you can see where everything's at. Uh, let's see what page our objection handlers are on. All right, page 19. So let me go to that. And I've got a couple of versions on how I handle commissions. When I, when I walk you through this, I think you're going to say, and if you're new to anything I teach you, um, you're going to have to practice this. You know, this is not going to, when I say this, you're going to be like, well, well, that sounds smooth. That sounds easy. And then when you're going to try it, it's, it's uh, you got to practice. All right. So there's five steps to responding to any single objection. Um, here are the five steps. I'm not going to go through that too deep. I just made another video on my YouTube channel. You can go back and watch that. But let me just go through the the uh, the actual commission objection. So all of you have this takeaway, okay? So I have two versions. I'll just go through version one. So if Ben, I'm going to go back to you. If you have a client that is uh, giving you pushback on objection, we have to understand what are they actually, what are they asking us? What, what are they trying to communicate? It's not that they don't want to pay you the commission. It's that they're trying to net the most money possible uh, after the sale of the home. I want all of you to think about that. What the seller is saying and what the seller believes before you do any communication is that if they hire an agent and they pay that agent less commission than what another agent charges, logically, they think, okay, well, I just netted myself. I just saved 1% or a half percent or 2%. Well, here's, uh, here's the argument to that. I believe, and I'll give, you the, I'll give you the words in just a second. I believe that you know, having a strong agent, I, I, think, I think commission is a byproduct. The commission to me does not correlate to how much the seller is going to net. Here's why. Because if you have two agents and one is a much stronger marketer, one is does a much better job of pulling in more offers, can negotiate better, can stand firm better, they can justify a 1% you know, commission reduction all day long. So here's what I would say if someone's asked me to, to lower their commission. So follow along here. First off, I'm going to follow the reverse selling methodology. I'm going to say, great question. And obviously, if I'm you, I would want to ensure that I net the most money bottom line, which is what you want, regardless of the commission. Am I right? And they always say, yes, that's a good point. And I say, makes total sense. And I'm sure there are a ton of agents out there that would drop their commission in a second to get your listing which would absolutely be a red flag. Can I share why? They always, now they're intrigued, right? Now their ears perk up. They're super interested. I want to hear what this guy's got to say. If an agent is that quick to lower their own income that they use to feed their family, how fast do you think that they're going to want you to lower your price or worse yet, negotiate a lower offer price with another agent just to get the deal done. So let's do this. 
I feel 100% confident that I can get your home sold. And if you're comfortable with me, let's go ahead and move forward. And if there's ever a day where you feel different, you'll have the right to fire me at any time. Is that reasonable? And so that's how you you can spin it a bunch of different ways. But sellers are looking for a strong agent. And when you pose these different things to them, it's not that, again, it's not about the commission. Because if you ask every seller in the world, and here's my last takeaway and I'll move on. Ben, if you asked every seller and all of you asked every seller this one question, Mr. Seller, if there are two agents, one charge 6%, one charge 4%, are you more concerned with paying less commission or putting more money in your pocket at the end of the day? Or if this agent that charges 6% got you $10,000 more than this agent and charged 6%, would you care? And the answer is always no, proving that the commission is not what they're worried about. What they're worried about, what they want to be reassured is that you are going to fight for every penny of their equity and you're protecting their net bottom line. Hopefully that makes sense. All right, let's keep rocking and rolling. So let's talk about the listing agent's schedule, and then I'll break. I'll take some time, and I'll come back and answer some more questions. First and foremost, with the listing agent schedule, all of you need to start planning tomorrow today. You need to start planning tomorrow today. And I had to learn this the hard way. You know, I would wake up and not do this, wake up and be like, oh, shoot, I forgot to do that. I forgot about that. I forgot about this. And I'd be running around like a crazy person, all stressed out, high levels of anxiety, forgetting to do things. And oh, by the way, because of that stress and that anxiety, what do you think uh, got, got, uh, what do you think uh, fell by the wayside? Prospecting. So you got to plan tomorrow today. So, so here's what I mean. There are a lot of things that we do as real estate agents that you know are, are uh, from an admin standpoint that you can knock out. Like I, I recommend you get all your CMAs done for the, for the following day tonight. Just knock all those out. Any quick emails, texts, follow-ups, anything that's going to get in the way from you having a productive morning, you want to just knock that out the night prior. Next. You, you want to, after you've got, you know, after you've got all your, your admin stuff done, you really want to uh, hopefully have a journal next to you. And we're coming out with a new uh, 2021 prospecting journal you guys will all get access to here soon. But you just want to have a nice little journal by you. And you want to reflect on your day. What did you do well? Be honest with yourself. What did you do well? What did you not do well? What needs to get better the next day? And just take some time to reflect on the day. This will, this will force you to be self-aware, which I think is the number one skill that most people lack, and take five, 10 minutes and reflect on the day. Next, I recommend you take a very hot, hot shower at night. Now, Brandon, what does taking a hot shower have to do with being a productive listing agent? Everything. Because taking a hot shower is going, there's all kinds of science you can go look, at the, look up that after this. Uh, that'll allow you and, and have you sleep better because you need to burn clean energy. You have to have tons of energy, tons of mental clarity and focus. And sleep is something that's totally underrated. So, so most of you get crappy sleep and you wake up and you're tired 
and you have no energy, you have no focus. And so again, you don't have the energy to, to, to prospect. So start taking a hot shower. Next, go to bed at the same time every single night. Don't stay up like crazy, crazy late during the week because if you're going to build a listing-based business, it takes a lot of energy. It's not like being a buyer's agent where you can sleep in, do what you want, have no schedule. You don't have anywhere to be. You just wake up when you feel like it. You're going to be required, like I said at the beginning of this mastermind, to have crazy amounts of discipline and you have to have a schedule. So that's the nightly routine. Next, let's talk about uh, the, the actual day, okay? If you guys are all taking notes, I break the day up into four quarters, okay? So let's talk about the first quarter. The first quarter is the morning routine. So here's what you're going to do during the morning routine. Just like going to bed at the same time, you want to get in the habit of waking up at the same time. And you need to wake up early, okay? Because there's a lot of things that you want to accomplish. And if you can master the morning, you will master your day, you'll master your career. And the goal to build mental toughness is to do more before 12 noon than most of your competition is doing all week, potentially all month. And like we always say, if you can, if you can really dial in the mo- mastering the morning, you, you will crush the day, you'll crush the week, you'll have a phenomenal income and a great career. Most of us are losing the battle of the bed. Most of us. We keep telling ourselves for years, all right, tomorrow's going to be the day. Tomorrow I'm going to wake up early. Tomorrow I'm going to do my thing. And tomorrow comes and what do you do? You smash the snooze uh, button. And it's, it's from years of lying to ourselves that we build up this, like, uh, this self-doubt in our, in our unconscious mind, from years of, of lying to ourselves. So get your rear end up and get, it, get, it, get, your, get out of bed and wake up early and wake up the same time. Next. Um, let me just, okay. So after you wake up, work out. We recommend all of our students in our coaching program that you're sweating you know, 20, 30 minutes a day, okay? Does amazing, amazing things for you, right? It's going to help to release dopamine, help to release endorphins. It will give you mental clarity. It'll make decision-making easier. It'll give you self-confidence. You'll have great, um, you'll have great energy to burn throughout the day. So wake up, work out. All right, after you work out, now I want you to take a cold shower. This is where I probably lose half the audience. I'm just kidding. All of you, if you're not taking cold showers, if you haven't taken a cold shower, it could be a life-changing thing for you, not only in real estate, but in life. Go do the research. But again, the cold shower, in addition to all the health benefits, it's the mental toughness, uh, toughness that we're trying to build here. I want you to, to put yourself... In, in things that cause you pain, that's how you start to build mental toughness when you do things that suck more so than your competition is willing to do. Hopefully, you guys got your coffee going. All right, so you take a cold shower. Next, you're going to review your goals and you are going uh, and your commitments for the day. And you need to be on the phone calling your first prospect no later than 8 a.m. So that is the morning schedule. That is quarter one. Quarter two is all lead follow-up, okay? 
So, so quarter one goes from about 8 a.m. Or I'm sorry, uh, from the time you wake up till about 10 a.m., okay? You're, you're, you're prospecting 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. brings you into quarter two, which is going to go from 10 to 12, which is all lead follow-up and calling through all your appointments, confirming all your appointments for the day. Q3 is, is from the time you go to lunch till about 2, 3 o'clock, okay? This is the time you can do what you want, really. This is like flex time. You can uh, do your CMAs. You can follow up with the transactions, call people back, return voicemails, text messages, emails, return calls to the lender and the title company that are blowing you up. Hey, we need this. We need that. Uh, return calls to clients. Do all of that stuff in the afternoon. You've got to really protect your morning. Quarter four is showtime. It's, it's, it's uh, when we're going to go meet with all of our clients. All, you should have two appointments on your schedule every day. Okay, you should have you should have a three o'clock and you should have a, a five o'clock. Okay. And you can use that forever you want. I use it for listing appointments or preview appointments or meeting with a buyer or showing property or going to a home inspection. You should have a three and a five. And you should be home by about six, six thirty for dinner with your family. Okay. That's how you split up the four quarters of the day. Now, before I get into the business plan, I'm going to stop and kind of make sure I am not losing uh, any questions. So let me go back. All right, Bo, what's up, buddy? Good to see you on here, man. Bo says, uh, which is the best source of listings? Uh, Fizbo's or absentees? I'm struggling with listing for rent by owners. Um I'm going to get into lead sources, Bo, in just a second when we get into the business plan. So if you're okay with it, I'm going to come back to that. Um, all right. So Scott, go back and watch. I just did a whole uh, commission. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. So you saw that. Let's see. Carl says, Brandon, what are your thoughts on a triple line dialer versus a single line dialer? Um if you're calling specific targeted lead sources that we're going to talk about here in just a second, I think you should stay on a single line to stay more focused. If you're going to call more of a broad range lead source, like an absentee owner or circle prospecting, then you should be on a triple line dialer. All right, let's see. Joe G, I appreciate the uh, the kind words, my friend. Um, okay, all right, cool. So let's keep rocking and rolling. Let's talk about the business plan now, okay? So, you know, there, there's only a couple of ways to really get any business in real estate. And, and this is the challenge, right? I mean, I have been, uh, I, I started my career uh, doing mortgages. I was in the insurance business for a little while. And I will tell you, and I think all of you would agree that our agents or our realtors, I mean, generating new business in real estate is probably got to be one of the hardest business to generate new business. And the reason for that is, I mean, just look at your sphere. I mean, how many people do you know this second, like people you know, like your friends and family members that are actively buying a house right now or selling? Most of you would say, I can't, uh, nobody, zero. And so it's very difficult where like, if you were in the mortgage business or you sold insurance, for an example, everybody's a client at every time because Everyone that has a homeowner's insurance policy or auto insurance, you could look at their policy at any given time and potentially uh, save them money or give them a better insurance policy anytime you want it. Same thing with, with the mortgage business. 
With rates being so low, everybody that owns a house can be a client. I mean, it is so easy to get business. Our business, it's not that way. So, so let's talk about the business plan and some strategies, okay? So, you know, there, there, there's really three ways to go out there and build a business. You can prospect, and prospect does not mean cold calling, all right? I'm going to talk about this in a second. You can prospect, which means proactively going out there and, uh, and drumming up new business by many different tactics and strategies, a lot of which we're going to talk through here in a minute. Number one, prospect. Number two, you can go out there and buy it, okay? Now, we're talking in this mastermind about building a listing business. So on the buyer side, it's easy to scale a buyer business through internet leads like Zillow, Trulia, Google Pay-Per-Click, Facebook uh, leads. But, but on the seller side, no one's cracked that code yet. There's no, I mean, outside of home valuation leads, which, you know, if you're doing those, you know they're a long-term nurture thing. No one's cracked the internet lead seller generation, uh, you know, platform. I guess, or or or, or uh, no one's been able to do that yet. So so buying leads for listings. I mean, unless you've got tens of thousands of dollars to farm neighborhoods, it's tough to buy the buy listings. So you could buy business, and then lastly, you can wait. Okay. Unfortunately, I mean this with the most utmost respect. Um, most of you are waiting. Most of your strategy and most agents in our industry are, are most of the time waiting for new business. They're posting some stuff on social media and they're just waiting waiting for, for their aunt to call or waiting for a friend to call. Uh, we've got to play offense. Okay. So let's talk through this a little bit. So there are four, actually five, I'm sorry. So um, there's five pillars of, of lead generation that we're going to focus on today. And so all of you should write this down. Okay. Number one in all of your sort, uh, all of your number one source uh, of uh, number one sources of new business should be coming from your sphere of influence. I'll come back. I'll give you a strategy for, for in just a second. So number one is your sphere of influence. Number two, uh, is, is, is targeted prospecting leads. I'll come back and talk about what that means. Number three is a specific niche or niche, however you want to say it. Number four is referral partners. And then number five is, is your, uh, your content strategy. Again, another thing I think agents are really missing the boat on. If you don't, if you don't jump on this boat with this content uh, opportunity, you're going to look back and really, really have some regrets. So I'm going to talk about that in a second. So number one, let's talk about your sphere of influence. I know most of you, uh, well, most agents' business comes from their sphere of influence. Like if you looked at all their transactions and then you, and you sourced them all, I mean, most of it's coming from their sphere, which is good. The challenge or the, the, the thing that I uh, see is they didn't get it on purpose. They got lucky. They got lucky. You know, some years are better than others. Uh, you know, they just had this year, they just had a lot of friends that bought. Well, what I want you to do is play offense, okay? Everything you do, I want you to control your outcome, control your destiny. You know, no victims here. You know, we are in control of our destiny by the actions and the choices that we take every day. So first thing you're going to do in your, in your sphere pillar of business, if you're taking notes, is you want to create your top 100, okay? Your top 100 can be past clients, friends, family members, referral partners. We're going to talk about that in a second. 
uh, people in the community, teachers. I mean, these are the these are the people that you could pick up the phone at any point in time, call them, go grab a beer, go go out to eat, and it wouldn't be weird for you to call them. Now, with the plan I'm going to walk you through to start generating your listing based business is enough to. I mean, if you got think about this, if you had a hundred people in your database, just a hundred. I'm not talking about these massive databases that a lot of people are talking about, the three, four, five, ten thousand person databases. I'm talking about uh, deepening the relationship with a hundred people. We call it our top 100 program. Here's how it works. So after you've identified your top 100, you need to have their names, their address, their date of birth, uh, and their email address. Okay, and and they should all you should be on all of their social media platforms. First thing you're going to do is put all of those people on a weekly email. Now, you got a couple of options here, okay? You, I, I would prefer uh, that they get some type of uh, weekly video uh, content from you because we're going to talk a lot about video here in just a second, but video allows you to really win this top-of-mind awareness game, which should all be your goal. It should be all your goals. I mean, everything to do with branding and marketing and social media has to has to do with winning the attention uh, of our prospects. Well, your sphere, your database should be the, the number one pool of new business. So you need to win their eyeballs. So you're going to send them a weekly email, okay? I would prefer, again, that you send them a, a video every single week. You can use, a, you can use like BombBomb to do that. Uh, in addition to that video, make it real simple for yourself. Just put in the put in the real estate stats and what's happening in the marketplace. Say, uh, talk a little bit about what's going on with you and your family, and then you're going to blast this out to your top 100 every single week. Okay, so that would be like a custom email strategy. If that's too much for you and you don't want to create all that content, here's the easy play: just put all those people on a MLS automated email to get the active pendings and solds because uh, it's hard to argue that that's valuable content. And here's why. Just like you, your database, people, your sphere, your friends, family, every time they, they drive home and they see a for sale sign in their yard, what do they think every time? What do you think every time? How much is the house worth? And, and I want to see the inside and how does it impact my house? So you could put all those 100 people on an automated email to get once a week the active pendings and solds from your database, and your that then you make your weekly email strategy super simple. You knock it out and, and you put everybody on that. You spend a couple hours, you do it one time. It's super simple and it's all automated. And I see you guys' questions, so I'm going to come back to those in just a second. That's number one for the top 100. Number two is a monthly mailer. Yes, direct mail. It's making a comeback because all these digital marketers, all these people are spending all their time, energy, and effort on digital uh, online, which is great, powerful, love it. But it opens up a little opportunity for us to get back in the mailbox because I don't know about you, but my mailbox is pretty empty these days. It's not filled up like they used to be where, where marketers, you know, uh, back in the early 90s where your, your mailbox is filled with junk mail. Well, I don't know about you, but I don't get really any marketing mail anymore. So that gives you another opportunity to win the eyeballs of your top 100. And so in that monthly mailer, make it really simple on yourself. Just download the, 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 the monthly numbers from your, from your MLS 
and write a small, small paragraph uh, talking about what's happening with these numbers. What do these numbers mean? You could put a small call to action at the bottom with your picture, with your, your nice little face at the bottom and, and ask them to reach out. If you're buying or selling, if you know somebody that's buying or selling, I'd be honored to, to help you through that process. So they get a monthly mailer. Next, they're getting a quarterly phone call. And I want to make sure that we stay on, on time here. So I'm not going to go through the quarterly phone call strategy today. Maybe we'll talk about that on another topic. Uh, but they should be getting a phone call from you at least once every quarter. And then one client appreciation event per year. If you did all of that, okay, with these 100 people, would it be reasonable that at least half of those people gave you one referral in the entire year? Like, that's 50 referrals. I mean, most of you, if you got 50 referrals a year, you'd probably sell 20, 30, 40 houses just from that one pillar. But we're not playing offense, do we? We sit back and wait. We don't, we don't reach out to our, our sphere of influence because you know we, we have these stories in our mind. Oh, I don't, I don't want to beg my friends for business. Don't beg your friends for business. Pour value into these relationships. And then the law of reciprocity will kick in and these people will be glad to go out there and work for you. Hopefully that makes sense. All right, before I jump into pillar two, prospecting, I'll make sure I answer some questions. David says, any advice for someone who just moved to a new city that doesn't know anyone? I'm just starting out and I'm studying to get my license. Yeah, I mean, for you, you're going to focus, David, really on this next pillar I'm about to talk about. Because this is why it's so powerful. I could go to any market, any market, and in 90 days be listing one house a, a week through the sources I'm about to talk about. So, so David, make sure you pay attention. Uh, Leif asks a broker question. I split almost half my commission with my office who provides me Red X leads, signs, and photos. What are your thoughts on this structure? All right. Yeah, let's talk about that for a second. So, so when it comes to that, um, I split half. Okay, so you're on a 50-50 split. My opinion, and I own a real estate brokerage. We have a 100% commission concept. Um, my, my, my opinion with, with commission splits, the only time, and I feel very, very, very strongly about this, and, uh, and I say this, and I got to be careful here because I, I, wanna, I don't want to be disrespectful to anybody. Um, but on a 50, 50 split, which is pretty hefty on a split like that, I would anticipate that the company is generating leads, generating appointments, converting the appointments, and then servicing the lead from contract to close. Those would be the four things late that I would look for to be in a 50, 50 commission split relationship. And so it's not that the 50-50 commission split is bad. Let me be very clear with everybody. I think most of us uh, that, that are starting out should probably be on some sort of team where you do have a 50-50 split, but that team is doing exactly what I just said that will almost make it you know, uh, foolproof that, that you will absolutely succeed. So a lot of these great teams will provide the lead for you. They'll call the lead. They'll set the appointment with the lead. All you have to do is go to the appointment, take the listing, bring the listing back, and then the team services that lead 
which will allow you to sell 20, 30, 40, 50 homes a year. All of you on here probably would have no issue with that if that was the case. All of you would be happy to do a 50-50 commission split if your team and or brokerage was doing that. The reality, as you guys all know, is that's rarely happening. So on the flip side of that, I think that if a company or a team is not providing that, then I think the agent that's generating and doing all of those things on their own should keep the majority of the commission. And in my company, they keep it all. I mean, that's just what I believe. Um, so, so that's how I look at commission structure. I, I, it's not that I look at commission uh, splits bad, but the value exchange between team broker and agent has to be tangible, has to be specific. And if it is, I will from time to time make the argument that an agent would be better off in a world where they're on a 50-50 split, but the team or company is providing all those things for them. So Lathe, hopefully that makes sense. Uh, Yair says, what time do you wake up? Uh, I'm usually up, you know, between 5.30, 6 o'clock. All right, let's keep rocking and rolling. Let's talk about the prospecting pillar, okay, David? So, so let's talk through this. This is why I say prospecting is not cold calling, okay? Cold calling to me is, is picking up the phone and calling random people for no reason. I'm not suggesting that you do that, Okay. A lot of people in the real estate space, you know, are screaming from the mountaintops, circle prospect. That's fine. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about, um, I'm talking about doing, you know, specific targeted demographic uh, outbound telephone prospecting to people who have their hands raised that want to sell their home. So these are the three sources in this pillar of business. One is the new and old for sale by owners. Two are the new and old expired listings. Three is the new and old for rent by owners or furbos. Okay. So this is why, David, even if you go to a brand new market, and we have students in our coaching program that are brand new realtors in a brand new market where they don't know anybody. I just did an interview with, with one of our students like two weeks ago here on my YouTube channel. And he tells his story how he sold 30 houses or 29 houses his first year in a brand new market. It's because he's mastered these lead sources. This is how I built my business too. When you learn how to sell using my reverse selling methodology, you could pick up a phone at any point in time. And, and here's what the ratios look like. In an hour, you could talk to eight to 10 prospects that are selling, are actively selling their home today. This is why I like prospecting so much. Nothing out there, nothing out there is as, is as uh, powerful as the phone from a strategy standpoint when it comes to lead generation because of this reason. The phone's predictable. Like I just said, I, I know that if I call prospects and people with their hand raised, FISBOs, expires, old expires, for rent by owners, I know every hour that I prospect, I will absolutely talk to eight to 10 people those eight to 10 people are actively selling a property. And I will, uh, for, for every, so my ratios are for every 15 conversations, I'm going to set one listing appointment. And that's super predictable. I don't know anything out there, you know, farming, um, door knocking, social media, buying leads, where in 60 minutes from right now, like if we just started right now in 60 minutes, can talk to 10 people that are selling their house for sure. And then out of those 10 people, we can certainly generate one or two seller leads. 
And then between every 15, 20 conversations, we can be in the living room uh, at a listing appointment. Nothing like that exists. That's why I still think that the phone is still king when it comes to uh, lead generation in real estate. Because until somebody proves me otherwise, there's nothing out there that, again, in 60 minutes from now can produce a hot seller lead on the phone where a seller says, yes, I would absolutely like to meet with you to come over and sell my house. I haven't seen it yet. And so that's why the phone is still king. We've got to master our strategy and our skills to make it effective. That's a whole nother topic, uh, but that's pillar two. Every single one of you out there has to have these sources in your business plan in 2021 because it's the lowest hanging fruit in our industry. I told you how hard it is to generate business, especially how hard it is to generate listings. These three sources offer you the greatest opportunity to get a listing today. If you're scared of them, it's because you haven't mastered your scripts, your dialogues, your skills. So let that be feedback that you need to work on those, those things. All right, pillar number three. David, did that make sense? Let me know. Um, Pillar number three in your business plan should be a specific niche or niche, okay? And I'll come back to your guys' question. All of you should have a specialty, a superpower. And when I talk about this with real estate agents, they get kind of confused. And, and let, me, let me give you some examples. You should all have, so, so now we talked about your sphere of influence. That's one lead pillar. All of you should have Minimum of three lead generation pillars in your business. Most of you should have five. So we talked about your sphere of influence, your top 100. We talked about direct outbound prospecting to the lowest hanging fruit in real estate. Now we're on pillar three, which is picking a niche or a niche. And let me give you some. So like my specialty is absentee owners. Because uh, my wife and I have been longtime investors in, in real estate, I can speak their language. and the absentee owner is the largest demographic of, of homeowners selling their homes right now because the market's at an all-time high. And a lot of people think the market's going to go down. So a lot of these investors are cashing in, selling these properties. That's why I love that niche. And that's why I focus on it. Well, that's just an example. Let me give you some more. You could focus on people going through divorce. People going through divorce, what do they have to do 80 plus percent of the time? Oh yeah, that's right. Sell the house buy a new house. Okay. Uh, what about uh, working with people going through the probate process? Okay. Uh, it's, I don't know the exact ratio, but almost every time a piece of real estate goes through the probate process, more times than not, that real estate is being sold. So that's a great, uh, great niche to, to focus on. Uh, what about, you know, and we're going to talk about referral partners in just a second, but what about attorneys? What, what, about, what about people that um, have lived in their house for more than 30 years that, that have their homes paid off free and clear? Well, Brandon, why would I focus on that niche? Because a lot of those people down, um, downsize. So you could be focused on 20, 30 minutes of your day, focused on contacting these specific people. So that's number three. Number four are referral partners. Now, a huge opportunity for all of you where we are absolutely dropping the ball. All of you, all of you every day get blown up by vendors looking for your business. 
title people, mortgage people, insurance people, uh, home warranty people. The list goes on and on and on and on. You're probably sitting here saying, yeah, dude, it's crazy. Well, well how, come, how come we as an industry haven't, uh, haven't really spent the time saying, wait a minute, all these industries benefit when I do my job and actually sell a house. So many, and I don't have the stats right in front of me. You should go Google it. Every time a house is sold, it said that, I don't know, I think the number was like fifty, sixty thousand dollars of of um of the economy. Uh, fifty thousand was poured into the local economy every time a home is sold, affecting like hundreds and hundreds of different industries, you know, furniture and food and moving companies. And the list goes on and on and on. Financial planners. What I'm suggesting all of you do after today's mastermind session is sit down and make a list, and I'll help you out in a second, of all the industries that um, that in their everyday business dealings are dealing with consumers that most likely have a need to either buy or sell a home. Now, let me give you an example. It makes sense why a mortgage loan officer would spend their time calling all of you because you have buyers that are looking to buy a home that need a mortgage, they want that referral. All of you say, yep, that makes sense. Well, well, think about this. Think about a divorce attorney for a second, okay? A divorce attorney spends his or her career helping people go through the divorce process, which 80 plus percent of the time are selling the marital home. Think about how many referral opportunities you could have if you were working with three, four, five, 10, 20 divorce attorneys in your local market. Okay. I have three really good ones and I'm getting listings consistently, two, three listings a month, every single month from these divorce attorneys because their life's work, what they do every single day is deal with people that are selling a home. So now in addition to that, think about this. Unlike realtors that get blown up by all these people, these divorce attorneys, for example, how many how many of you out there are calling divorce attorneys daily? Let me know. Tell me in the chat really quick, how many of you call? Just say, if you're not, just say no uh, or, if you're, or, or yes. I bet you there's probably not one person on here that's actively calling divorce attorneys daily. And that's the, that's the point. The point is, unlike calling expired listings that you guys are all fighting over, I'm going to call the top divorce attorney in my city that none of you are calling, guaranteed, and I'm going to go serve that divorce attorney like he or, her, he or her has never been served. The real estate industry is underserving the, the, uh, the attorney market like crazy because if you if you get into calling attorneys, you're going to find out they, they're not very high on realtors because most of us have screwed up a deal for them. So if you're a high-level agent, which most of you are, it's very simple for you to go out there and earn the business of a divorce attorney, okay? And, and again, they make their livelihood. It's how they put their food on the table by people going through a divorce. They have the people you want, Okay, just like you have the people the mortgage loan officer wants or the title company, uh, the, the divorce attorney has your clients. All you have to do is go out there and get three, four, five divorce attorneys 
and you could be set for life with new listings coming into your business, okay? Bo, you say, what's the pitch for divorce attorneys, okay? Well, if I'm calling a divorce attorney, I'm just going to say, hey, Bob, it's Brandon. I'm a, I'm a realtor. I specialize in working with people going through divorce. I'm curious, do you partner with a local agent? Nine times out of 10, they're going to say no. Then I'm going to go for the face-to-face -face appointment. Well, Bob, what I'd like to simply do is schedule some time. I'd love to meet with you, learn a little bit more about your business and potentially how I can help serve your clients to be an extension of the service that you offer. When's a good time to meet? So, so I'm going to set the appointment and I'm going to go win the business mainly through the relationship. So don't get caught up in the tactics and strategies. I'm not bringing a bag of goodies like, oh, look at all this cool stuff that I do. I'm going to know the divorce process. I'm certified in divorce real estate. You guys can all go out there and do that. So I can speak the language to a divorce attorney. All the pitch is building their confidence so that when they have a client that needs to sell their property or buy a house, that you are competent in working with cases going through divorce. And that's enough because the attorney doesn't want to deal with a bonehead realtor who has no idea. So a lot of the time, the court will appoint the, uh, uh, you know, uh, they won't just let these people pick whatever agent they want. So the attorneys will get to choose who the agents are. And that's the magic in working in the divorce niche. Okay. So Alexandra, hopefully I just answered your question on that. Okay. You just same way you're picking up the phone, calling them. Okay. And so most of you are like, well, how do I get the number? Google divorce attorneys. You're going to get a whole list of them all. That's just one example. Okay. Let me give you another great example that a lot of people love. Uh, and we got a few more minutes here, so I want to get to our our last our last pillar too. Another example could be uh, assisted living. Right now, the United States is going through the biggest transfer of wealth it's ever seen in its history, and most of these these baby uh, the, these people, baby boomers and their parents more so, are are going into these assisted living firms, okay, or or, or places. And I think that. Most of you are seeing these, these places pop up left and right. It's crazy. I mean, it seems like on every corner, the, the assisted living facilities are going up faster than Starbucks, faster than gas stations. They're, they're flying up everywhere. Well, think about where the money is coming from to pay for these places. These places are like five, ten thousand $10,000 a month to have um, grandma or grandpa go live there. Where's the money coming from? The estate mainly from the house that they lived in for 40 years, that's all paid off. So imagine a world, you spend time going to prospect sales managers at assisted living facilities, and you go do the same thing. You go out there and build relationships with them because I'll tell you their number one objection. First off, they've got your clients. This is what you want to do when you build your referral team. We'll, we'll, we'll spend a whole nother show or a whole nother mastermind on building your referral team, uh, but they have your clients. Their number one objection the sales manager at an assisted living facility's number one objection they get from their prospects is uh, financial finances. How am I going to pay for this? And most of the time they hear, well, I got to sell mom's dad. I got to sell grandma's, grandma's house first. We're going to use those funds to pay. Imagine a world, you had a relationship with that sales manager who they can say, well, listen, I partner with a great uh, real estate agent here in town. They've got a great program for people uh, transitioning from their homes into assisted living. Give them a call. I mean, they're phenomenal. Imagine you had two, three, four, five of those, right? And so those are a couple of examples. You don't always need to be the prey um, 
as a real estate agent, being hunted, you can be the hunter. And I just gave you a couple examples. All right, the fifth pillar. The fifth pillar is content. It's 10 o'clock, so I want to end with this. If you're not making video content, you are going to look back and you are going to have massive regrets. You So in the history of marketing, it's never been, uh, um, I guess, like the marketing dollar has never been uh, allowing us to, to, to get as much reach as it can now. For free, for free, if you make content on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, you could get so much attention for free. Whereas before, you had to make a commercial, do billboards, send direct mail. All you need now, all you need to do now is pick up your phone and make some content. Now, Brandon, I don't know what to say. I hate making videos. I feel so stupid. I get it. I understand. All let me give you, let me leave you guys with one simple strategy. Every one of you deals in different real estate situations daily with, with that are very, very complex. If you just took simple things out of what you're already doing daily and made content around that, you'd never run out of content ideas. I think most of you are getting caught up on what do I need to create? Well, Gary Vee says it all the time, and I think it's great advice. Stop trying to create and start documenting. Let me give you an example. You're going to show a property this afternoon as soon as you're done with this mastermind. You could jump on the phone, make a super simple Instagram story saying, hey guys, I'm going to show a property downtown in the historic district. I'm super excited. If you guys know anything about that, these homes are gorgeous. So I'll let you guys know how it goes. Hopefully we're going to write an offer. And just that's an example. People need to see the behind the scenes, right? Uh, you're, you're going to write an offer. You're talking about the strategy. You're making a video once, twice, three times per week, giving your audience on Facebook or wherever social platforms you have on tips, strategies uh, around how to get their offer accepted, how to sell their house without, just like we talked about, how to list your home and buy a home at the same time. You can give strategies around that. You can make these videos once a week that you're posting on your Facebook page, posting on your YouTube channel, posting on your Instagram winning the eyeballs from your consumers, your prospects, your sphere. And oh yeah, by the way, it's all free. So the agents that are crushing content right now are going to be the agents that win in 2021. And I promise you, you've got to get over this insecurity of getting on the camera because once you do, your sphere will uh, respond so positively that you will regret not making video content uh, before. So I think I answered everyone's, let me just see. Shane says, how can I provide the attorney with value? Okay, so we talked about that. Uh, all right, so hopefully if you guys have more questions, use, uh, as soon as I'm done with the live stream, it'll open up the comment section underneath this video. Um, let me know what questions you guys have. Did you guys get value from today? And if you did, just give me a quick thumbs up. And if you guys have uh, suggestions for um, topics you want me to cover, for future mastermind sessions, let me know. Either go find me on, on, on Instagram or put them in the comment section beneath this video and we will use your suggestions for future mastermind sessions. So uh, hopefully you guys got a ton of value out of here. 
uh, I'll answer. Just put all your questions uh, moving forward in the comments. And throughout the weekend, I'll go back and answer all of your questions in your comments. But uh, this was fun. I'm looking forward to future episodes with you guys. And again, I, I want most of the topics to come from you guys. So um, find me on Instagram. Send me some DMs on there. This will be a lot of fun. And, and in addition to that, I will uh, maybe you guys can help me co-host some of these. I told you my goal is to co-host. Um, I'll have a co-host most of the time on these. If you guys have a specialty or a niche that you focus on or a, a magic power in real estate, maybe you're great at Instagram, let's come on here. Let's talk about it together. So you guys have uh, an awesome, awesome weekend. Hopefully you stay productive. Hopefully this provided you guys some value and uh, we'll see you guys next Saturday. For more tips and advice on how you can grow your business, be sure to follow Brandon on YouTube and Instagram at Brandon Mulrennan.